everyone is in the media now. If you've published something online, you know what it is to create and spread ideas. Seth Godin said that in 2013. He was referring to social media and the influence that even the smallest business, even a single person, can have with a global reach and instant connectivity that costs creators and users pennies a day. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing for Complex Industries podcast, presented by Godfrey. I'm Scott Trobaugh, and today we're going to be talking about podcasting. Even back in 2013, when Seth Godin first talked about how everyone is in the media now, podcasting was almost a decade old. It started in 2004, not long after Apple introduced the iPod, and the relatively simple idea of audio files delivered consistently via RSS feed has led to an entire industry that has allowed the most niche ideas to be turned into fully produced audio programming with listeners all over the world. Now, your audience is aware of podcasts. They have the capability to listen, and they're doing it. So if you haven't considered audio as part of your marketing strategy, it's time to do so because your audience is ready for it. And if you don't take the opportunity to speak to them where they are, your competition can very easily own that conversation. It's best to be a part of it. So we decided to put together a podcast in a day to see what we could do with the materials that we had available and the technology that we had on hand. We put together a simple conversation about creating podcasts. So today I'm going to be talking with Cliff Lewis, an executive creative director at Godfrey. Cliff and I have worked together for almost a decade. We have done a lot of idea generation together, a lot of discussion, and we bat around a lot of really wild ideas. So join us today for a conversation about podcasts, how to start one, and how to overcome the four main challenges most marketers face when they decide to take on this medium. So Cliff, um, we are, uh, we're at one of the, uh, the end of one of the most interesting weeks in Godfrey's history, I, I would dare say. Yeah. One for the history books for sure. At, at any given point, we had, uh, at least 75% of the agency working from home. And then, uh, and then today I think we were at a full hundred percent, which is, uh, absolutely unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because being away from the office, you really do miss that human contact and it's caused me to appreciate video chat all the more. It's just like nice to see the people's faces, if nothing else, uh, when we're using, when we're doing zoom conferences and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's surprisingly, um, uh, emotional thing to be away from your coworkers for even just, just a whole week, but still trying to carry on with the work. You really need those people. You really do. And and video conferencing in the past has been sort of a nice to have. But this week, it really did. Uh, I think to your point, it, it sort of crossed over into the realm of, of more of a human need. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, there's like there's a whole creature comfort aspects to just being able to feel connected to other people. So we're, we're, I'm doing that as much as I can, turning on my zoom cam and hiding my strange uh, makeshift workspace using using zoom, uh, backgrounds. So yeah. 
it's going pretty well. <laughs> makeshift workspaces is is actually a uh, a pretty good segue into what we're talking about today because um, you and I had talked for a long time about possibly doing a podcast, and you know here we are at this moment where it's arguably harder to do it, and that's when we decided <laughs> to go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah, no time like the present. Right. Yeah. So it's it's with those makeshift workstations that we have this this opportunity. Uh, we have some we have some downtime, and it's an interesting opportunity to try some new tech, do some experimentation, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's also where I think that it was impressed upon me very much this week how much we could get done with just the tools that we had at hand. Part of that is preparation and part of that is just resourcefulness, and and that's why we wanted to talk about podcasting and actually give it a try. So Cliff and I uh, right now are actually speaking to each other over the phone and both recording these uh, these various elements of the conversation separately, and then we'll digitally put them together, uh, which really just speaks to to some of the the ease of what the technology allows us to do now. But you know, aside from that, Cliff, what do you think are are the reasons that a lot of marketers have been hesitant to get into uh, this aspect of marketing and, and this uh, sort of tactical approach? Yeah, it's it's an easy question to answer, I think, because we are those marketers. We are those people who who waited quite a long time sitting on our hands, thinking about making a podcast without actually going ahead and doing it. So a few a few of the key reasons that that come to my mind right now, and some of the reasons that I feel like I hear people cite most often when they're thinking about starting a podcast, but they're they're too afraid to take that leap. Um, the main reasons I hear are People feel like they have a lack of time. They don't have enough time to, to do it. They feel like they don't have the the money, the budget, the resources to do it. They, they feel like uh, they don't know where the content's going to come from. Um, or perhaps they feel like they just don't have enough experience with this medium to create something really worthwhile. Um, in most cases, it's probably some combination of those four things of time, money, content, experience. But I think the good news is and it's good news for you and for me as well as we have this conversation today, is that more often than not, when people get hung up on these concerns, time, money, content, experience, they're overthinking it. And I think for a while we were overthinking it. I, I would agree that we were. And and this week has has taught us uh, there's no time like the present to uh, stop overthinking and uh, and just wade in and, and give something a try. Uh, so, you know, if you have some downtime, and we all do right now, the challenge that we put out to each other was, could we put together a podcast in a day? And so that's mm-hmm. what we're in the middle of trying. Uh, and so there's, I think, no better subject than to just sort of tackle each of those challenges you mentioned, time, money, content, and experience. Uh, let's just tackle each of those in turn and, and talk a little about them, starting with time. Mm-hmm. So time we feel like we don't have enough of it, obviously. And anytime we're starting something new, especially if that new thing is an entire new platform, a whole universe of potential content, it's going to take time and it's going to take effort. And if if somebody, if a marketer is in the middle of a busy trade show season, maybe they're in, in the midst of a massive product launch or, or just the rush time of a given time of year, uh, that's when you're going to feel like you just don't have time to think about podcasting. You're going to feel like maybe you wish you did, but you just don't have that time. So in a moment like this, where some business people, perhaps some marketers are actually especially busy, but 
I think everybody's plate is a little different right now. So some of us do have extra time on our hands. And if, and if you do, um, this really is the time to try to get comfortable with that medium. When you're in your downtime, when you have those opportunities, when you're in that lull, to learn the medium, to spend some time with it, get comfortable with it, and, and activate the platform for when you actually are ready to use it, when you need it. Yeah, I actually saw a meme today that said, we've actually been been asked to save humanity by sitting in front of the TV and doing nothing. Let's not mess this up, people. Um, <laughs> which, which there's an element of that. So yes, we all have I the was time. Born for this. <laughs> we all have the time. But uh, okay, so you have the downtime. It's really easy to, to think, you know, so what? I don't necessarily have the equipment or I don't have the funds. Uh, to get something something going with this, and uh, and I think it's probably a good time right now for us to talk about exactly what kind of kit we have in front of us. Because usually when people see uh, like the video of a podcast, you know maybe they're watching somebody like Gary V or any of those influencers that do podcasts and stuff. They always have kind of a fancy microphone with like a really nice pop filter, and they've got somebody sitting there running production for them, and it's a multi thousand dollar setup. Cliff, what do you have in front of you right now? Okay, so on my right, I have an iPhone 6 uh, through which I'm conducting this conversation with you, Scott, right now because my, uh, my Pixel broke. So I'm using an old uh, iPhone that fortunately still has a functioning battery, and I also have a uh, MacBook in front of me uh, that I typically use for, for work. It's just the MacBook I use for word processing, email, Zoom nowadays. Um, and I'm just using the microphone that's built into my MacBook right now. I'm also just using some basic uh, audio recording software to record my side of the conversation so that we can uh, slap these two halves together ultimately to create one cohesive conversation. Yeah, great. Um, I know that there are uh, there are free open source uh, software programs out there like Audacity. That's one that mm -hmm. a lot of people use. Uh, if you already have the Adobe Creative Suite, I'm using Audition. I think that's what you're using as well. Yep, same here. Yep, and then I've got, uh, yeah, I've got an iPhone 7, uh, 7 Plus. No, an 8 Plus, sorry. I've got an iPhone 8 Plus in front of me uh, and a single AirPod in my right ear, and then my left ear is uh, is just a headphone from the mic that I'm using. I have a, a Yeti microphone, uh, which is probably the fanciest thing in front of me. It's a um, It's just a $100 microphone, but I wouldn't even need that. We could be having this conversation without it. Um, mm -hmm. and then a laptop for, uh, for just, you know, plugging everything together. So that's, that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that kind of ties into the whole money aspect of it. So we talked a little bit about time. People feel like they don't have enough time. I think a lot of people don't invest in a new medium like podcasting because they feel like they don't have the money to actually produce something like this. And I think case in point right here, the conversation we're having I think the little known truth is that if you just have like a smartphone and a laptop, it's basically enough to get going. Um, so the micro, the microphone in your mobile device is, is actually pretty amazing. As long as you have a quiet enough room, I, you know, uh, I guess history will be the judge of whether or not uh, you and I are in a quiet enough room right now uh, once we actually play these recordings back. But, you know, we'll work with what we have right now, especially during these times. But uh, yeah, for audio, free open source stuff. So yeah, I mean, even even some audio editors do allow you to do some professional balancing and editing that are you know open source programs. So so a lot of the material from the hardware to the software you can get your hands on it. A lot of times it's stuff that you already have your hands on. So time you know we want we would recommend you use 
use the time you have. And especially when you find downtime, get yourself acclimated to the platform. Money, well, you may not need any money at all to, to start to produce content like this, at least at least uh, to get it going. Um, and then the other thing I think I think a lot of people run into when they're when they're considering investing in uh, a medium like podcasting for their for some of their marketing effort is they think about about content. Right. Um, they're afraid about not having enough content, not knowing where the content's going to come from. What are they going to talk about? How are they going to actually fill a program with a meaningful conversation? And I think this is probably the biggest misconception of all, though, because marketers have content everywhere. They're swimming in content. They're like tripping over it on their way to the office every day. I mean, if a marketer has like a messaging strategy of any kind for their company and they're running campaigns uh, for print, digital, social, whatever, that that brand has the content that they need to start podcasting. Right. I think especially when we're talking to B2B marketers, uh, that can be hard. You know, B2C uh, tends to tends to have more of this feel that you can that you can be really uh really slick and sort of you know bubbly with the you know personal back and forth um and i think for b2b podcasters or b2b marketers a lot of times we we think that a podcast might have to basically just be a dramatic recitation of a white paper like there needs to be a lot of really solid content in there and i think there i think there can be but really it can even just be a simple conversation like this um with mm-hmm. with an understanding of what it is that you're talking about and that's where i'm glad that you mentioned that um that messaging strategy because that really helps you know, keep you on point and helps you target what you're talking about so just a simple informative conversation with a subject matter expert from your company um or an interview with somebody that runs a key part of the manufacturing process. And what's gonna happen with that is you're gonna get the passion from those people um, on very specific topics that, you know, over the course of four, five, six, or a dozen podcast episodes is really gonna help paint that broader picture of your company and your brand. Yeah, yeah, and the, the insights are just gonna come out as you conduct that conversation. You know, just let the conversation flow, see where it goes. And along the way, you know, once you've actually developed, uh, you've you've captured that conversation. You can always edit it down in post production, down to some of its most salient moments and some of the best turns of that conversation. Um, and when you've got somebody who's who's really great for the medium, um, you you can just split that conversation. Like, say you have a person who really knows uh, knows their stuff, and they've got a lot to say. And the conversation goes instead of for thirty minutes, it goes for for ninety minutes. You can always take that that long extended chunk of content and split it into two episodes, perhaps part one and part two. Uh, the key thing is is to not overthink it and you know do whatever you can to just get as much uh, conversation collected as you can and then curate it for your audience. And I would just say, uh, if you know where your audience is and you know what your audience is interested in, and, and you're going to have a conversation that that overlaps those areas of interest you're going to find people who who really care about listening to this conversation with the subject matter expert even if even if it's not highly produced and polished i know that even uh in my in my alternate life as a consumer you know i i'm kind of a a writer by trade i came up in my work at godfrey as as a writer and i continue to be constantly interested in writing and i'll listen to podcasts sometimes that are um 
fairly mm -hmm. lo-fi production, but they're interviews with authors. And sometimes the episode stretches for more than an hour and it's, and it's sometimes it's not even edited or cleaned up. It's just one long, sometimes even meandering conversation about a particular, um, about a particular area of, of interest for me, which is writing. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm a captive audience as long as that conversation runs. So, so we would really encourage you, you know, if you have SMEs, you have subject matter experts, have a conversation with them capture that conversation. And I think you're going to be surprised uh, how many folks in your audience would be interested in, in being a fly on the wall for a conversation like that. So I think that's why, you know, we have so much to say about this aspect of content as a common, a common anxiety or a common uh, impediment to people diving into the world of uh, podcast development. And we have so much to say about it because we really do think it's probably the biggest misconception of all. If you're a marketer, You've got that content. You have it there. It's just a question of of hitting record and starting to really, really capture that. Yeah. And when you mention overthinking it, I mean, I, I think one of the ways that we overthink it is we expect uh, when we're thinking about actually putting a podcast together, we're actually thinking it has to be some kind of an audio book. It has to be uh, mm -hmm. in production value has to be, you know, a certain level. Um, but a really good conversation uh, between two people that are, are passionate on the same subject uh, or very, very keenly interested on it, it, it can, it can go for a while and just be very entertaining and, uh, and, and still captivate everybody. And I think that that probably segues pretty well into that fourth point that you were going to make about, about experience. Um, because once you've got the recorder on, you can just kind of let that conversation go to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny, um, because, you know, whereas con content, folks feeling like they don't have enough content, we would say that's a really big misconception. Uh, if people feel like they don't have any experience with podcasting, and perhaps they don't, well, that's not a misconception, that's true. Maybe you don't have any experience with podcasting, but perhaps the misconception is that that, that level of inexperience is, is uh, a deal breaker. It's really fine to go into a, man, uh, a medium like this without any experience. Go ahead and just experiment, uh, try it out. You know, this kind of goes back to what we said about time. When you, when you find some time, when you find a little bit of opportunity, even if you don't have an immediate strategy for how you're going to use podcasting, start experimenting with the medium. And as you've done that, you can really take this off your list of something you've never experienced because you've, you've, you've tried it, you've put in a little bit of time. And with just a little bit of exploration, uh, you're, you're going to find that you can get something decent together with an efficiency and, and with, with level of efficiency and, and quality that that might surprise you, I would say. And, and it would be it would be good enough to even leave it at that because that exploration, um, honestly, exploration is how innovation happens. It's how new things happen. But if you if you know anybody who's done this kind of thing before, uh, you know, be it interviewing, broadcasting, uh, audio capture, the editing aspect of it. I mean, there's so much that we can do on our own, and there's so much we can learn on our own. But if you know somebody who's done any aspect of that before. Uh, it's totally fine to ask them for help. They can give you advice. Uh, they can even collaborate even from home without even having to be in the same room, case in point. Right, right. And, you know, that, that I think that goes for folks that you may know who have done this kind of work in particular, podcasting in particular. But also, of course, if you are a marketer, B2B marketer, and you have an agency partner that you trust 
um, you know, certainly get in touch with them. This is exactly the kind of area where an agency can help you consolidate some of your thoughts and your ideas um, and provide some of the support you need. Maybe it's developing the concept for your podcast, the title, uh, some of the introductory language, uh, maybe providing some on-air voice talent, um, editing, whatever it might be. This is also an area where once you kind of break ground on your own with your own ideation on on approaching this medium, certainly getting in touch with again, like Scott said, if people people who have done this kind of work before, um, certainly, but also just an agency partner who who can help you bring your thoughts together and really make something happening. Right, and in a time like the yeah. one that we're in, where we have this downtime, we have this uh, this this working from home time, and and some time to think about this and, and experiment with it. Um, I do think that the beauty of this platform is the portability. Um, mm. You know, you can have multiple people working on it, uh, not even at the same moment. You know, you can you can uh, save out some files and you can send them and have somebody edit them. You can have somebody else come in and record an intro. You can add uh, add music and that kind of thing at any given point. You can get half a dozen people in as many states uh, involved and. Um, and really not have to be in the same room. I, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no travel necessary really. So, um, so I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's to us, that's the bottom line. I'd say Scott, like, you know, people feel like they don't have the time. They don't have the money. They don't have the content. They don't have the experience to do this. I think all of those things are pretty easily dispelled. Those concerns. Um, if a marketer really feels like this is something they want to do, they really feel like there's some audience there in their space who'd be interested in listening to some content that's that's uniquely relevant to their industry uh, i think they should they should dive in and just give it a try and once once as a marketer you've recorded a few episodes two three whatever you have on hand once you've come up with a name for that podcast of course you're going to need a name you are going to need to develop some design that represents the the sort of the cover image for that podcast um, you know, you can upload your co podcast to a what's called a hosting service, and you can just go ahead and Google that uh, podcast hosting service, and you're going to find a whole bunch of vendors at different price points. But what a hosting service does is they're basically going to they're going to set your podcast up, they're going to upload it, they're going to basically register it so it can be located by aggregators like uh, Apple or Spotify or, or a whole bunch of others. And and once that's done, once you've actually connected your content with a hosting service, you can go ahead and, and promote it out to your audience across, you know, any any channels you want. Right. And when we start talking about that, promoting it out to an audience, knowing that it could be heard by uh, dozens, hundreds, thousands of people, uh, that's the part that can can start to trigger that fear instinct again of what about the quality level? Um, you know, this is just me and somebody else having a conversation. Um, it's important to remember that, that that is sort of like like demystified for you at that point because you've already heard it five times. You've gone through editing and, and everything, and it sounds old. It's going to be fresh and new to somebody, and that's really, really important to remember. Um, the other thing is, you know, the, the, the quality of the actual recording, the editing and that kind of thing, it's your first time totally understandable. Um, but the little flaws in the rough edges to any kind of a presentation, and I'm trust me, this one has some, I'm sure. Um, the little flaws in the rough edges are really what gives it life and personality. And, uh, you know, I mentioned in the intro, I talked a little bit about uh, Seth Godin, talking about everybody essentially being in the media, everybody sort of being their own little media company at this point. 
one of the things that he said is that amateur or in our case, uh, self-produced media tends to be a lot more personal, unpredictable, and interesting. The irony, of course, is that in a billion channel universe, those three things make it far more likely that you will earn attention, connection, and trust, which of course makes it more likely you'll earn a living at it. It makes it that much more likely that you're going to make an impact because marketing is tied directly to sales. And the fact that we're marketing something that eventually somebody's going to talk to a salesperson about, they're going to interact with, with that sales funnel at some level. Um, the more human that you seem and the more authentic that you seem the entire time, the more they're going to trust you. And I think that that's even more important in B2B than it is in B2C. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like looking at podcasting at large as a marketer, the bottom line is that if you're on brand, if you're on message, you know what your you know what your story is, and you're authentic, you're real, uh, warts and all, capturing that conversation, capturing that humanity, your customers are going to find the value in the experience that you're offering. So you're talking to them about about their industry, about some of the stuff that really matters to them, and you're talking about their concerns in a way that really only you can. So if you, if you do that and you, you bring your full authentic self to it, and you bring your expertise to it, you bring your message to it, uh, I think people people are gonna respond. Yeah, I think uh, you know, bringing your honest, authentic self, there's a, there's a degree of confidence that comes from doing that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and definitely, uh, you know, extra helpings of trustworthiness, uh, because yes. you are, you are being real and you're being authentic. Um, and that's a really, that's a frankly, really good point to end this conversation on, uh, authenticity is king and, um, and that works very well within this medium, um, because of where the expectations are, because of where the technology is and because of where the accessibility is across the board. Yep. Wonderful. Hey, Cliff, thank you so much for uh, for sitting down to, to talk with me from uh, some miles away today. Absolutely. Yeah. Glad to talk. Great. Let's do this again. We absolutely should. Uh, and next time it'll be even better. I believe it. <laughs> Thanks. All right.